Hey, welcome to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight we have on Jenny Constantine. She's a tarot reader, psychic intuitive. Uh, she has her own YouTube channel, which she started about a year ago to, uh, I guess, essentially just start waking people up. But she's been making videos longer than that. Uh, she recently spoke at ESETI, which was amazing. One of my favorite speakers. And I'm not just saying that. It was really good. I know it was your first time, but I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, we're extremely happy to have you on tonight, and I guess let's just get started by having you go into, uh, you know, how you came into this whole community and why you started doing what you're doing, and also talk about the tarot stuff, and then we'll go from there. Oh, yeah, so much to start with. First of all, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Got to meet both of these guys at the eSETI conference. And that was, um, it was a good time. We, had, we all had a really nice time over at eSTUDY. I, uh, I hope to see everybody, a lot of the same faces back there next year. Do you guys plan on returning? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Definitely. To make it like an annual thing and just like tradition. Like it needs to just become tradition for everybody in this community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was, you know, I still feel like I'm, proverbially proverbially um oh my god i probably said it wrong metaphorically speaking <laughs> unpacking a lot of what i picked up at eSETI so ever since then my dreams have been crazier which is really saying something uh because they've always been pretty vivid um is my internet lagging am i kind of slow no okay all right so. no all right no all right well that's good just checking um, but yeah, it's, it, that was so much fun. Um, okay. So a little bit about me. Uh, yes, I did create my own channel, Jenny Constantine about a year ago, but before that I was really just kind of a, a be everywhere kind of girl. Uh, and I was just going on other people's channels. I got my big start, uh, my big start <laughs> at, um, over on the leak project with Rex Bear. He was nice enough to give me a chance, and that really kickstarted a whole bunch of my my public, you know, my public appearances and the work that I've done um, that that I can share with people. But this journey for me started since forever ago. I was born into this. Um, this wasn't. I, I I can never characterize myself as somebody that awakened later in life. Um, and even a lot of people in this community would tell you that they only recently started to wake up, that they were raised, right, you know, and, and it's a very common thing. Um, but for me, my, my journey is very different. Um, I was born kind of, I was just born, I always, I always uh, describe myself as having one foot in, one foot out. Um, and what I mean by that is I feel like I'm on the other side, you know, some different realm where that is running very parallel, very closely with this one, and then one foot in this world, in the mundane world. And um, because I was born into an intelligence family, uh, my dad is a lifelong employee of um, several of the deep state agencies, unfortunately, as we now call them. Uh, my dad's a great guy. We get along really well. He's never been abusive or torturous or anything crazy like that. So I do adhere to the fact that there are good people 
in military and government. They're just in um, some interesting and um, in some cases very difficult situations that they can't get out of. Um, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's, I mean, look at QAnon. QAnon is essentially, they are a group of people. I mean, I guess it depends what you believe, but um, I tend to believe that this is a, QAnon is a group of people um, from different uh, facets of, of, the, of the government. Okay, so we've got some military, we've got some intel, um, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I've always had um, psychic sights. I've always had strong intuitions about people. And my biggest flaw, I guess you could say, was that I never made secret of it. I was always running my mouth about it. I was always telling people what I was going through, what I was seeing, what I was experiencing, including my parents. And this was not received very well. Um, and so throughout my teenage years, I was heavily medicated. Um, I was under the um, ob observance and care of many, a white coat, as I like to call them. And I did mention this in my presentation. And it's probably the most important reason that I do this and began speaking out uh, primarily about the child trafficking and just the atrocities that are committed against children uh, internationally. But, um, you know, I think my unique set of uh, circumstances has really given me an opportunity to see things from a completely different perspective. So when I came into the alternative media scene, I was, you know, I was quite taken aback by how many people were just now getting into this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it was just kind of, it was strange. It was a strange uh, introduction into all of it. And I know it's, it kind of sucks, but if you look around, nobody that I know personally, but there are a lot of um, corrupt, untrustworthy, and um, for, uh, I don't know how else to put it, and I'm not trying to talk smack here about anybody, but alternate alternative media has also been um, hijacked to an extent. Okay, compromise. So, yeah, it's, it's. Oh yeah. yeah, I agree. As you guys know, as yeah, you guys know. And it's difficult to discern right now. It really is. But when you when you're able to tap into that psychic or intuitive ability, it, it helps out tremendously. And that's where the spiritual journey comes in. Is that a cue on your doorknob? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, it is. that's cool. At first, I thought it was a belt with like a slack. <laughs> on the but now that's obviously a cue. Okay, that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's what's funny is my dad got that for me because I forget what's like home decor store he was at and they have like the sale rack of all the damaged items and they the queue was the only leather on there that was like for, it was like a dollar or something. Oh, nice synchronicities. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Funny, just a little funny side story there. Um, so anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you didn't. You didn't at all. I, I, fe I felt myself rambling, so I wanted oh, to. Oh, no. It was, it was actually very interesting. It was a good uh, ramble. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, yeah, my love, my passion is tarot. I love reading the cards for people. Um, I had a, kind of a turbulent transition from young adulthood to real adulthood in, in which I was I was really torn as to what I was supposed to be doing professionally. 
I'd worked regu a regular job for 15 years, you know, different jobs, obviously, but I had played that game, the matrix game. Um, nothing felt fulfilling. I was always, um, I, I was always talking to people. I was always breaking people, sort of breaking people down bit by bit and essentially reading them. And I would end up talking to people. They would tell me their life story. And that's just something I realized, oh, I, you know, I'm pretty good at this. And um, then the system of tarot came into, it found me kind of like people describe their spirit guides or some kind of a deity or even a, some kind of a religious system, belief system finds them and just kind of holds on and, and um, makes itself so known to you in a way that you can't ignore it. That's what tarot did to me. It pretty much jumped in front of my path one day, screamed in my face and said, we're family now. I've been waiting for you to be ready for this. So um, I transitioned into doing tarot readings full time now. I absolutely love what I do. And it's just, it's such an honor to be able to do this kind of work. I didn't realize, you know, people entrust me with their deepest, you know, their shadow and all of their light as well. So it's been a really, I mean, there's nothing else I could ever see myself doing ever again. I'm ruined. I am ruined for day jobs. I am ruined for any other kind of mundane work. I can never, it's like I've seen the light and I can never go back. So I love, I love what I do. That's incredible. Beautiful. So did you, uh, did you pull a card before you came on tonight? No, actually I didn't. I knew, I knew this was going to be great. Um, you know, it's funny you bring that up too, because when I first began reading the cards, I would, uh, and really just to kind of get the practice in and to learn, I would pull cards when I was sitting down watching a movie. I would ask the cards to show me what plot was playing out. And sure enough, it would paint me a picture. It would illustrate something for me. And that's how I learned. Um, and you actually can with any kind of a divination system, including, uh, you know, runes, including a pendulum, even astrology, you can abuse it. You can, it can, there is a fine line. So if you're asking, you know, ask stupid questions, get stupid answers. So it is definitely something to be respected. You approach it with humility. And I really don't use it willy nilly. Like I don't, um, I'm, I've learned, I'm careful because the tarot will stop answering you. It'll just be like, nah, come back later. Not going to, not going to talk to you about that right now. You're being, you're being nosy. You're being petty. You're being extra right now. Just put the desk down and go, go get some fresh air, have some tea or something. That's interesting. That's an interesting take on it though. I, I, I think it can be abused because I, I, I you know, I, I have my own deck and I mess around with it and I always wonder like, you know, how many questions can you answer, ask before, like, and you just answered, you just answered oh, yeah. it. Well, it's a mirror. That's essentially what tarot is. I don't use it as a tool of prediction. I don't make predictions because people's free will and their choice governs everything, everything. You know, I don't even subscribe to the idea of fate or destiny necessarily. We have elements uh, that we are born with, things, karmic, um, karmic themes, karmic elements that we are ultimately going to have to be subject to, things we're going to have to go through. But your choice and your free will is so powerful. And people don't realize, you know, they come to me, they're like, what's going to happen to me in the next six months? And I'm like, that's up to you. I can tell you what 
the environment is. I can tell you what your, the weather is going to be, so to speak, you know, what the, the opinions, thoughts, and external forces are going to be going on around you. But as far as your choice, that's an entirely different story. Um, so I am a little bit different of a reader than some of the readers, you know, that are stereotypical and I'm going to tell you what your, you know, is your boyfriend going to come back or can we get your ex-boyfriend back? And it's like, honey, if he's gone, let him stay gone. Like, it's okay. Yeah, your ex is your ex for a reason. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys, are either of you guys into the tarot? I am slightly. I, I've been practicing and learning. Uh, somebody I know personally has been teaching me and I've been teaching myself. Uh, I've had incredible success, but I wouldn't call myself a professional by any means, you know. Right, right. Well, that's Actually, good that you're open-minded enough to, to yeah. shuffle and check out the symbols. Yeah, absolutely. I've had two readings and they've both been very spot on, um, but I've never, I've never personally dealt with tarot. I don't have a deck yet. I want to get one. You should get one. It's fun. I, I know. I want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's a mirror image of whatever's going on. So if you're asking too many questions, if you are abusing that, you know, this, it's a sacred, sacred thing. If you're abusing it, it will then show you, it will act as a mirror and it will show you, you are acting out of fear jealousy, spitefulness, pettiness, it will show you things you don't want to see. So oh, yeah. it really is best to put the thing down, go outside, call girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, but you know, and I, I got slapped around with it early on. Um, and I learned quickly. I was like, uh-uh, you know, this is something to be taken incredibly seriously. Um, and it, it matured me. It matured me as, as a person, as a reader, um, and it's something I, I encourage everybody to, to uh, you know, at least touch on. I have this vision of an entirely new system of media and journalism and reporting where divination and forms of divination are actually utilized, yes. um, you know, and it's, it may appear like a slippery slope right now because most people don't have a good enough understanding of what these systems actually are and what they're picking up on when we when we garner a reading. And so if this was something that was more commonly accepted and, and truly understood, we would be able to read the facts of any given case. Mm -hmm. And it would, you know, and at the very least it would open up new discussions and 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 we could start talking about how everybody really has psychic abilities and nothing is really hidden from us at all at all well I'm there, you know and it will be like that one day because you know right now obviously there's an agenda that's why the news is the way it is mm -hmm. uh, but essentially we are all the news now look you're doing it anyway you've it's already started just by you having your channel you know you can you can all essentially call ourselves you know uh new media yeah new media yeah mm -hmm. Uh, you said you don't believe in fate. You say you don't believe in fate, but do you think it's fate that tonight is a black moon? Yeah. The second new moon. I, I was like, did she schedule that on purpose? No one's <laughs> black moon. Oh, and... I really had no idea. So I want to be clear. Um, I don't believe in uh, in fate in terms of some kind of judgment or event 
or um, sort of finality that requires that you, that no matter what you do, no matter how you deviate, no matter what choices you make, that you are ultimately condemned to any one conclusion. That, yeah. that I don't believe. Uh, do I believe in synchronicity? Absolutely. I was just going to say it's more of synchronicity. Sure. Which is, to me, it's a different thing, yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what a, the black moon is, it's a, uh, essentially it's a second new moon in the same month. It, it doesn't happen that often, I don't believe anyway. And it's also, today is also the end of Mercury retrograde, so. It's uh, <laughs> fabulous. Mercury generally takes it pretty easy on me, though. Um, knock on wood. Um, I didn't say I wasn't superstitious. <laughs> I am a little bit superstitious, I guess, at times. Um, but there are certainly uh, machines. I call them machines. And people are like, what do you mean machines? But these machines, um, represented by the major arcana in the tarot, of which there are 22, these machines are archetypal systems that generate results, consequences, and opportunities. And at any given period in our lives, we are both embodying and interacting with any given combination of these archetypes, of these machines. And so, you know, if we were going through a hard time or we were looking at a difficult business de decision or a financial decision, what you're going to want to do maybe is consult with the tarot and take a look at which machines and which archetypes you are now embodying and with which of these archetypes you are interacting with. And this just opens up so many different facets of, of data. Because these days, we have so much information at our fingertips. You can look anything up, you can find anything out. What people neglect so often is the fact that we can, there's nothing that's hidden from us, even in the etheric realms. It's all there, you, you can read it like a book, quite literally. And it just makes sense to make as informed of a decision as humanly possible when it comes to your money, your family, your profession, anything, your spiritual path. So once a tarot believer, once, you know, once you've experienced it, you'll never, you'll never go back. Well, and that's the way it is with this whole awakening or this whole movement in general once you get a taste of what's actually happening in the world like there's no going back into the matrix unless you consciously decide to do so to go like make a change or something but uh like the guy from the matrix what's his name cypher cyrus oh i need a cypher Cipher, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a that's a perfect example, actually. Yeah, he says ignorance is bliss. Yeah. yeah, ignorance is bliss. He's like, I want to be an actor. I want to be somebody important, and I don't want to remember a thing. Yeah, Not a thing. Yeah, like <laughs> he goes like, and orders a steak. Yeah, plugs yeah. himself back into the matrix. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was. That's a great point. That's yeah. Fun. Um. But yeah, there's so much truth to that movie. Also, we don't have to go diving oh, yeah. into that. But how do you guys feel about the Epstein thing going on right now? I wanted to ask you about something you posted earlier today. You yeah. Should, so I I have I saw that you've uh, been uh, watching the drone footage. So have I. I've been checking out that drone footage, and uh, it's quite fascinating 
so just some of the stuff, the layout of the island in general, you can tell there's some type of, they're definitely doing like rituals on the island. Um, but okay. uh, you said that you watched the videos on repeat last night and then uh, like decided to dive into that in your dream time and ask specific questions. Would you mind elaborating on that? Because I would love to hear. No, I'd love to. And it's so interesting you use the terminology dive in because whenever I do uh, dream time work, my primary visualization is stepping into some kind of a body of water. So it is always once we cross that threshold, we are then stepping into a water or water-like substance where things are simply different. And so what happened was um, being because of my father's position um, in these various letter agencies, um, most notably the State Department. So in 1989, we were in Panama. That's where I was born. We moved to Jamaica. And Jamaica, as you know, if we look at the map, um, the, Jamaica, it goes Jamaica, Haiti, um, there's Puerto Rico down there, and then there's Big St. James, Little St. James. So Epstein's Island is Little St. James. And I have this very, I have very strange memories of being in Jamaica. One of my most notable memories is this large rock on a beach, and it looks very similar to the rock, uh, rock formations that drop down into the beach on um, Little St. James. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that I was ever at that island, okay? Let me be very clear. That being said, a lot of the topography down there is going to be similar because these chain islands at one point were all each other, so they share very similar features, vegetation, um, all of that sort of thing. And so in this memory I have, I am walking into a large stone, a big rock formation that is part of the beach. And as I open it, it is a party and I am the only child. And I remember that I was the only one, the only child, because I'm looking around and I'm at eye level with the um, like little coffee table type things, like little tables. And I can see everybody's drinks. And I'm at eye level and I don't see any other children. I have no recollection of being sexually abused, touched, harmed, or anything. I'm simply walking into this incredibly lavish party taking place inside of a stone formation on a beach during the time that I lived in Kingston, Jamaica, where my father worked. Now, cut to today and Epstein, the Epstein fiasco. I have spent more time scouring that drone footage and looking at photos specifically of that temple, the blue and white striped temple with the golden dome. And so much brings me back to this memory that I have of, of walking into this stone structure, this party. And what I will tell you is that last night I dove in uh, with intention. There were certain things I wanted to know. Um, and the one thing that, well, there are several really interesting things that were brought to my attention. And I then woke up and sort of fact checked and went back and I was like, okay, what's this? What's that? What's this mean? So they are about um, Saint, Little St. James and, and most specifically where his temple is located on that island is approximately 114 miles away from the second deepest trench, known as the Puerto Rican trench uh, in the world. 
second only to the Mariana Trench. Now, I know that might seem a little bit strange, but we have to understand the type of sorcery that people are going to become aware of that has been utilized by the elite is in fact tied to bases that exist both inside the ocean, I'm sorry, inside the mountains, certain mountains, and uh, in underground, um, underground bases on the continental US as well as other continents, and also under the ocean, underneath the seabed. So this trench, the fact that they are in proximity to this trench, as, as well as Haiti, which is another favorite hotspot for the deep state, they love Haiti, they love these, these small islands because it's very easy for them to control, um, which is part of the reason why South Florida is such a swamp, as we call it. Drain the swamp, I'm convinced, is a direct nod to South Florida, um, particularly this like area where we are in right now, because Epstein has now been implicated in a trafficking ring right here in Royal Palm High School, um, I actually went to Stoneman Douglas High School where the 17 people were shot and killed by the alleged um, the shooter. So just a couple interesting synchronicities there. Um, another thing too, I asked the specific question because I was very drawn to the shape of the temple. It is an almost perfect cube. Uh, it might be a little bit rectangular, but for the most part, I just see a box on a hilltop with a golden dome on top. Now, what we have to understand- No longer has a golden dome, actually. It's got blown off. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, that's right, that's right. And he said he didn't want to replace it because he's a good Christian or something like that. So, <laughs> I wonder, yeah, or I don't, do you really believe that it got blown off? It, it, no. Like, no. Well, it, yeah, it was, blown off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the official story. I believe it was removed. Um, and I'm not, I'm also not 100% sure if it was gold plated um, or if it was just painted with a gold color. But what we do know about gold is that it is absolutely sacred and utilized. It's an incredible conductor of energy, especially electricity. And that was actually the primary, my question. I wanted to know the function of this temple. What is it being used for? Uh, the first thing that I got was actually a huge crack of lightning right outside my window at about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I asked him, and I was speaking to Epstein in this, in this dream. I said, so what do you do with the cube? What's that for? And then bam, crack, big thunder, big lightning. And then I saw a young girl, a beautiful young girl, about 19 or 20 years old. And she had blue flame electricity running through her fingertips down into her forearms and up. It kind of, it followed a really interesting pattern. I, I'm assuming it was the nervous system. But I immediately realized, oh, this is a kind of containment unit. Um, this, is, this is a kind of harvesting. They're, they're siphoning off elect, electric, electromagnetic energy. Um, and also, if you look at the drone footage, you can see these interesting squiggle sort of geometric patterns, they're red. And to me, when I looked at it with, the, with my naked eye, I'm thinking, oh, it looks a little bit like a chip, like a computer chip. Um, and and can, some of those patterns that are, that are built into the chips and I'm like on a motherboard or something like that. I'm not a tech person, so I don't, that terminology escapes me. But I said, oh my gosh, this is a grid point. 
he is siphoning energy off to feed, he's siphoning energy off from A, human beings, and B, from all of the torrential storms that they have there. They love to boast about how they can control the weather, okay? Mm -hmm. And then another thing too is we're just a couple hundred miles off of the Bermuda Triangle. So all that very, very important vortex that is emitting all kinds of, of mysterious types of energy, God knows what they're doing with all that. Um, but this, the, the trench, the most important thing that they showed me, they literally pointed, they were like, there is the second deepest point in, on the ocean floor, right, a hundred, well, they didn't tell me, I didn't get the 114, I had to fact check that, but they pointed me in the direction of it, and they showed me that there was some kind of significance to it, um, and also, we have to understand that the kind of sorcery that they are using here has a lot to do with corrupting the essence of ancient gods and goddesses. So gods and goddesses are not inherently good or bad, okay? Not even the ones that we think of as being bad. They are corruptible, okay? They are easily corrupted by human blood, by human hormones, and by the human system. So we can whip them up into frenzies if we choose to. Uh, people don't realize that. And so I believe that what he part of what Epstein has been doing out there is trying to win the favor or gain the favor of some kind of dark, dark energy that is functioning or operational underneath that particular trench. Does that does that how do you guys feel about that? I think it makes actually makes a lot of sense uh, because all of a sudden we have this information going around. I don't know. Uh, what to make of this, but saying that he was trying to uh, seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating like like a large amount of women. Yes. And I don't know if you've seen these articles going around. Um, so did uh, Genghis Khan? He did the same thing, didn't he? So so why would you do why would you do this if there's you you're not trying unless you believe in your DNA is something special or sacred or elite mm -hmm. uh so you know there's so this goes so deeper so much deeper and, and definitely the energy harvesting is for sure oh yeah what was going on there it, it felt to me as if it was somehow connected to a greater network um underground and that may even move through the water next to that temple if you look at the drone footage, it, there appears to be a giant rectangle that almost looks like it could lower into the ground, like it's an entrance. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Actually, my husband noticed that first thing um, mm -hmm. because he was in the military. He and it, like, exactly. That, he was like, "That ain't what we think. That's not what he's making it out to be." Um, no, that, that that whole platform lowers. I'm telling you right now into yeah. something else. And then not far from there is that gigantic sundial with the Roman numerals. So the Roman numerals were really interesting and they stood out to me a lot because it was, a, it was clear to me that um, directly outside of each individual numeral was a stone. And on each stone, yes. there was something painted on it, either uh, painted on it, somebody wrote on it, drew on it, and I couldn't make out exactly what they were, but I'm gonna tell you, I think they were either sigils of some kind, like uh, some kind of a sigil or some kind of rune, okay? And there are different kinds of runes. 
Um, but that's what it felt like to me. And you guys, we have to understand that the further into this that we move, we are going to learn that these people have had access to some of the most advanced yet sinister and ethically unsound uh, time manipulation technology. And if have any of you have either of you heard of uh, a little thing called Project Pegasus? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my along with these memories that I was just telling you guys about, where I go back to Jamaica because it's where I lived as a child, um, kind of running in tandem with this particular memory of walking into the stone structure. Well, hang on. I'm going to stop you. Let's yeah. uh, let's talk about Project Pegasus really quick. Just I was so, gonna. Okay, just so people who are listening might, yeah. who don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Go ahead, please. Because I... Well, no, I'll let, I'll let you elaborate on it. Is it. Well, if it's what I'm thinking of, it's, is that a time travel program that you're speaking of that was developed in the 90s, I believe? Well, at least I think it was. Um, to the best of my knowledge, Project Pegasus took place in the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, okay. So I was on, wrong on the date. But, but you know what? We can go back and fact check it. The 90s, I feel like, is a little bit late. But I could, I'm telling you, I could be wrong. Um, sure. But in this memory, I'm driving. I'm actually not driving because I'm just a child at this point. And I can't actually see anybody driving the car. I'm in the back seat, but there is no adult steering this car. There are ghosts. There's nothing there. And I'm going along a path. And all at once, sort of layered on top of this, is the gigantic Pegasus. And she is just coming at me. And it's, it's all really twisted, because ever since then, um, I have felt that there was this very strange connection between if you guys are familiar with the TriStar um, intro, TriStar being a production company, a very oh, yeah. big yeah. production company, that it looked very similar to that. And I am, I've been working on this report for so long because it's so involved and it's kind of a scary thing because it implicates a lot of big names. Um, and I shouldn't say that. I don't have any evidence about anything. I don't know anything. I have nothing. Um, but I do believe that a lot of these very big names, these film production com companies are actually fronts for time travel experiments and uh, deep space experiments as well. 100% agree. Yeah. There's so many, yeah, there's so much, there's so much cover up happening right now. And this is the way they're doing it with these major corporations. At the top of every one of these corporations are people involved that know about the secret space programs, that know about the time travel programs and whatever else, you know, healing technologies, free energy, anti-gravity, all of it. And they have stock in these companies. Like it, it's all, it's all tied together. I mean, that's when we hear the 300, 300 corporations that control the world. These, you know, something as simple as Apple, you know, I mean, obviously that's an obvious one, but, um, just the main ones that we hear about, they're the ones who are covering. Mm -hmm. They are, and there's so many more names um, involved. I just wanted to give a shout out and just reference everybody that's listening to this. I came across a video by a woman with a YouTube channel called Amazing Polly. And 
Uh, she, are you guys familiar? Recently, okay. just recently. I've heard of it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just coming into this today and I, I clicked on this video and it is entitled Jeffrey Epstein and Mad Scientists. And this woman, amazing Polly, um, I've never met her before. I don't know who she is. I was just enthralled. She is, this is some explosive material that proves that Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was in fact, he had all kinds of huge investments into uh, rocket, uh, rocket propulsion, um, aerospace, aerospace corporations, and, and NASA, and science, like this guy, for some reason, I mean, the human trafficking is obviously a very integral part of all of this, but it is essentially how he's generating money to invest into arguably equal, equally sinister programs, such as, you know, the lie about space and what space is, and AI, and, you know, it's just really sick that this guy has ties like this, but it's also very encouraging that a man with that kind of pull and power, that he was even able to be wrangled uh, mm -hmm. into custody. Oh man, it's so, and, and, yeah. and that is, it, that's only part of it. There's a huge shift occurring every day. I mean, every day, like today, we just heard the feds had to, you know, cut their rates, which could potentially be a cover story for them, cover story for essentially them being, them going down, their, their collapse. So their cover story is, oh, we have to cut rates for whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but not just that. I mean, there's just so much happening right now. So much happening. The Do you guys think QAnon is responsible for it in part? Well, it, it plays a major role. I think yeah. there's a number of number of facets that are responsible for it, but I think Q is, uh, is Q, yeah, I do definitely well, think they. Q anon is is connected to the alliance, which is kind of the the force that's behind the scenes taking down the deep state systematically. You know, uh, the, the 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 good people you could say in the military industrial complex that are that are taking taking out the deep state but they're doing it the reason it's taking so long is because they have to do it systematically and um without they're trying to do it without collapsing the entire system completely and then you know because a lot of people will die and then it'll it would get pretty crazy if that happened mm -hmm. um so so they've been being very careful but uh QAnon is simply like the voice of the Alliance this is the way I look at it and is kind of telling us what's going on and kind of also at the same time is kind of rallying us together and uh, empowering us and um, creating a movement and helping to like wake up people and, um, and, and help create this movement because really we're the ones with with the real power i mean just humanity in general right so so the more we wake up and the more we get active and and unite the better things are going to get you know oh yeah that's pretty much what q is doing i agree what yeah. about you is that do you think you... i have i have a very complicated relationship with QAnon. <laughs> well, let's hear it because it, it, I love I love exploring all all angles of Q and, and anything that anything that we all we go all in on you know yeah so I feel 
um, intrinsically connected to the essence of, of who and what Q is. I'll be honest, I felt something coming, something on the horizon for the better part of a decade, okay? Pretty much as soon as I started having children. So, you know, we talk about an awakening. Um, it, for me, since I've always, I've never really been sleeping, uh, so to speak, um, getting, uh, conceiving a child, carrying a child was like getting water dumped on my head, psychic waters dumped on my head. And instantly it was like, okay, it's go time, go. So I knew that on the horizon, the what I call them the white hats, the white hat operatives. I, I just prefer that terminology. Um, I knew that they were planning something. Um, and so with the break, the breaking of the Pizzagate Pedogate story, which I'm very proud to have been a part of when it when it originally happened, um, that's when the shift, that's when the rubber band broke. That is when the rubber band broke. That is when linguistics were very strategically released into the populace to start to acclimate people to what was coming. So I completely agree with you. Um, they, Q is attempting to do this in a way where we can uh, minimize emotional casualties, minimize psychological breakdowns, if such a thing is even possible. Um, but Trump seems to be on a fast track with all of this and just, I mean, I see people breaking down left and right. I mean, I get into arguments with people. Uh, then it's like a one-sided argument. They're arguing with themselves. All I have to do yeah. is pull out a, a phrase or a term, and it's like working these people like a puppet. It brings oh, yeah. me no joy. It brings me no joy. It brings me no pleasure. If I'm just, I, I'm observing what's going mm -hmm. on, you know. Um, but I, you know, I, I really love what the QAnon movement um, is capable of. I love that potential and I credit a lot of what has happened to this point to the efforts of the QAnon army essentially. And we may have our differences, you know, I, um, I've been attacked by Q people before. Um, I've had my, my peaks and my valleys where I'm like, I don't believe it. I'm closing the book on it. I'm done. You know, um, well, it, it's, it's hard because you know, sometimes at the beginning, like you kind of get your hopes up sometimes. And like, it was like, wait, nothing like, am I just like totally losing my mind here? Like I've felt, I've had to step back too. I think we all have at some point uh, because we're expecting so much and then nothing happens. And then it's like, yeah, well, I think the, the problem a lot of people have is people want to look at Q as this like either the savior, savior yeah that's what this, I was oh leader that's telling it that's going to tell us what to do tell us everything that's going on it, it's not what q is for one thing and you got to understand q q is putting stuff out there in a, in a public forum that anyone can see so if we're dealing with a deep state that's obviously if q really is connected to the white hats of the alliance and and you're dealing with a deep state that's trying everything they can to right. stop the alliance from doing what they're doing and stop and and to and to hold on to their power they're going to be watching q very closely and obviously q knows this so from time to time he's going to he's going to put out disinformation and and throw them off you know and that's that's what we've seen happen um but then you, you, that happens and people go oh q's fake he, he mm -hmm. said this and then and it's like 
well, is stuff still happening? And, and then stuff that Q said months, year, a year ago happening? Yeah. So how is Q fake? Q is obviously connected to Trump. You know, there's so many um, proofs there. Like there's so many. Mm -hmm. so so either they're both in on this fake thing or there's something real going on here you know it's like there's too many things about it that you just can't debunk you just can't like when you truly look into it and, and do your research and follow q i don't understand how anyone could could possibly not realize there's something going on here the only people i the people i see um quote unquote debunking q or attacking you or saying it's bs are the people that haven't done their research that haven't really been following you i and i get it because it's you know on the surface level it does it it very easily could look like a psyop like i get it or yeah. or just like it's somebody having fun and it got popular so they're just continuing with it you know well and, and another thing that's interesting is that some of these these haters or debunkers i've noticed when you when you really look into it they're not even debunking q they're actually going against the q non followers they're going against the anoners you know us essentially so yeah uh, yeah like it's it's really not it's just it's it's an attack i think you know i think and, well yeah and then there's the and then there's the paid shills you know and the exactly. the people that are yeah that know it's real but they're they're attacking it or you know obviously the mainstream media you see all the mainstream articles get put out that say oh crazy conspiracy theory q or you know mm -hmm. uh crazy right-wing conspiracy and all this stuff and it's like it's not even connected to a political anything it's 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 not what it is <laughs> but it gets you know labeled as that I have a uh, question for you, Jenny, about Q. Do, do you think, this might seem a little out there, do you think there's an ET force backing QAnon? So, I, yeah. I think that's what's responsible for the yeah. synchronicities that I'm having with Q and what's guiding me to, uh, to feel, you know, un to understand it the way I do. So go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on that. So I get really excited about this part. And um, if you've ever heard me talk about ETs before, um, I have mentioned that I have a particular distaste for certain uh, ET races. I don't mess with the grays. I don't mess with any, any of that stuff. I don't want to go on your ship. I don't want to do you any favors. I don't want to interface with you. I don't want to talk to you. I have a team and my team is my team and we're good. We're on lock. That's it. I know who I'm working with. And I believe that my same, my team, um, that they are of the same force or of the same group that is, in theory, if they are, if QAnon is in fact affiliated with any group, they're affiliated with the same group that I am. Um, and what this is, this has nothing to do with outer space, nothing to do with outer space nothing to do with with extraterrestrials as as we have been spoon-fed for the past 30 years it's not that's not it okay so we need to have eventually we need to have a discussion about the terminology that we're using when discussing these beings because i'm telling you they're flesh and blood like you and me 
they walk around, they breathe, they laugh, they- They're people. They're people. <laughs> and they simply exist in a different density. I, I'm really, yeah. really into the hollow earth thing right now. Mm -hmm. I had huge like releases and wonderful downloads at ESETI all regarding my team with uh, in the inner in the inner earth with the uh, inner earth groups and so when we talk about Q and who is ultimately behind this and who is helping to facilitate probably the best possible timeline for humanity it will be our allies that are working inside the earth uh, that have our best interests at heart. Now I'll tell you, the amount of races, of, of, of alien races that actually have humanity's best interests at heart is slim to none. Nobody can, I'm telling you, they're interested in us for their own reasons. Everybody has an agenda, okay? But the group that, the group or groups that are in fact in alliance with us, they're more family, they're more brethren than anything else. So when I talk about my team and I talk about my, my unit, um, they're family, they're, they are family. And I do believe that if Q is affiliated with any kind of, a, of an alien force or any kind of an ET force, um, we are talking about the same uh, inner earth group. They have amazing military strategy. They have wonderful, wonderful weaponry. Um, they know how to talk to us. They know how to utilize signs and symbols that are specific to us as individuals. They've been with us the whole time. Mm -hmm. They've been with us the whole time. And so the whole Space Force thing too, um, the fact that that was the term Space Force was even linguistically um, given to, to the world is because what we're headed towards is major um, a kind of debriefing process, okay, where everybody is going to understand that all the Space Force is, um, it is interplanetary border control. Because for a very, very long time, all borders on the surface of this planet, uh, both, it, you know, also the underwater, the, the cavernous entrances, the underwater caves, the mountainous entrances, as well as deep ocean entrances, all of these, with the exception of very, very few, because there's been a war waging for these, uh, for these borders for many, many years. What has happened is when we talk about, when QAnon mentions the old guard, I know what they're talking about. The old guard is old management. The malevolent forces that have made it their business for a very long time to patrol and guard these interplanetary borders for the sake of shuffling human beings and other commodities off world because these trafficking operations as we are going to find out are much more than national they're even more than international they are interdimensional interplanetary yeah. uh trafficking operations and what the space force is what the new guard is is we have seized control we have usurped the usurpers and we have now regained control of our interplanetary borders so the whole build the wall thing, again, this is 4D chess. This is people talking about building a wall. It's not just about Mexico. <laughs> this is borders on a whole nother level. And I'm delighted. I'm absolutely 
just delighted to be a part of this and uh, I can't wait to see how people react to what's coming next because I feel like I'm about a year and a half, two years, like I don't, I feel like I sound so egotistical. I don't even mean it. Like I'm a mess, please. Like I'm a total disaster. I'm a train wreck. Clearly, clearly. (laughs) Clearly. But when it comes to certain things, I do feel like I feel them happening about a year and a half, two years out. And this is what I think is coming. And it's going to be a very difficult time for people, especially, you know, even loved ones. Nobody, I'm lucky. I mean, my parents, I've already confronted them. I'm like, listen, this is the reality. You've been lied to. You've been neuralized. You know what I mean? Like, you guys know what the neuralizer is from Men in Black? Yeah. Blank slate in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I tell my dad, I'm like, you've been flashy things one too many times because he really believes the hype. And I'm like, what planet are you living on? Like, what reality do you live on that you can't see what I see? You know what I mean? Um, But, you know, the Space Force is interplanetary border control and and customs, okay? Customs. Because there's been smuggling and and trafficking of humans and commodities for a very long time. And all of that is finally coming to an end. And what's interesting, you said, you know, a lot of this is off-planet. And Corey Good talks about this a lot. And one of the things that always stuck out, he said, he goes, there's like isolated tribes in, in Africa, South Africa, um, that no one knows really exist. He said some of those tribes have been actually swallowed up in whole and, and taken as slaves and, traf- and trafficked and traded off, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have no clue, the world has no clue this happened. An entire tribe was just literally like phased out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they're just, they're never missed. And yeah. this is the type of abuse that's happening. And, and it's even happening, you know, right next door to us as well. We just aren't aware of it, you know. And, and the awareness is, is the primary weapon when it comes to all of this. Part of my presentation at eStudy was about uh, our inherent psychic weapons that we were all born with, okay? And probably the most potent at this time would be the weapon of the sword, the sword, okay? Which is the spoken word, the deliberate word, uh, assertion, uh, clarity, being bold, being being brave um, with speech, with writing, with videos. This is about exposure, okay? Cutting through the fog, cutting through the, the shroud, the cloak of darkness that these people have had working to their advantage for so many years, that time is officially over. So I do, look, look, like I said, I do have a complicated relationship with QAnon, mostly because I get, I catch a lot of flack from a lot of Q followers because I'm not a Christian and because I don't subscribe to the Bible or, and Jesus is not my savior. I have nothing against the guy. I actually, people think I, people think that I sound so crazy, but you didn't, he didn't want to be a savior. No, he is a deity an ascended master. He is a, a hyper sense, yeah. a, a hyper, um, dimensional, he hyper dimensional. I want to use the, the word hypersensory because when he comes in, you know, and he communicated yeah. to me during my teen years. And he was like, the worst part of my career were my followers, <laughs> you know? Oh. oh, he's, yeah, he hates what what happened after. Yeah, he's like, that's the opposite of the reason I came. 
<laughs> like that's what Christianity has turned into. Yeah. And, and, and I, I was a hardcore Christian for 25 years of my life. Wow. So I'm speaking, I'm speaking from that perspective. Like I, I was one of those people. I grew up in that and, uh, and I had my awakening in 2012 and, and, uh, I, finally I woke up to the fact that I was just uh it was it was a mental program that I was living out it wasn't my own beliefs and uh did you go to church did you go to church and try to tell everybody what you discovered (laughs) (laughs) no because that would not have gone over too well (laughs) yeah I do I do plant seeds a lot though whenever I can especially with my parents Um, yeah I I I don't come out and, <laughs> and be like, no. all your bel- your beliefs are a lie and Jesus was not, no, like, but I, I plant a lot of seeds and I try to get them steered in the right direction and, and get them thinking in the right way. And Just critically thinking, yeah. Critically think it's, yeah. oh my gosh. If everyone in the world would just utilize their critical thinking and think for themselves, the world would change instantly. <laughs> It well, would, it, it's already on. It already is. And yeah. people are already starting, you know, so many people are already doing that and waking up. Yeah, I mean, well, the, there's just, there was just that, um, that, com- that uh, computer science professor at Yale or something that all of a sudden doesn't believe in Darwin's theory anymore. I, like, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was something like that coming, out, coming forward, it just, just shows you. I think you actually, you might have shared that. I did. Nice. <laughs> I but, shared, so go, go ahead, honey. Well, you're actually the reason I saw that article, but I was just like, wow, this is a sign, like that the fact that this even made a headline. And I shared that one. And then there was another one. It was an article and it was directed towards career professionals, educators, uh, scientists and researchers in, in their respective fields. So we're talking medical, scientific, ph- philosophical, you know, all across the board here. And what the, um, the, the, the kind of goal of the article here was essentially that we need to start creating safe spaces for these professionals in their respective fields to come together and admit that they were wrong and how profoundly healing this would be for this country, for this planet, if we can all get together and look each other in the eye without shame, put pride away. Who cares? Who cares? A lot of people care. Unfortunately, a lot of people would rather die than be wrong. I'm not one of those people. I will admit when I'm wrong, I will stand corrected happily. But I think that is such a big thing for people to come together. Okay, if it's a safe space, I'm not against safe spaces. I'm really not. There should be safe spaces for folks that are, you know, want that. And then there can be no holds barred spaces for the rest of us. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think that that's great. And it's another step in the direction of, okay, now all of these career professionals in their respective fields uh, are, are going to start admitting little by little trickle down effect we were wrong about the theory of evolution. We were wrong about what we know about gravity. We were wrong about the nature of this planet itself. We were wrong about this, this, and that. And that's how we rewrite things. That's how we remember what was forgotten and what was lost and begin to integrate that 
and apply that. Mostly it's, it's about the children. I try not to spend too much time on some of the older generations, you know, my parents included. You pick your battles. I think you're doing the right thing by not confronting your parents with a whole lot of anger. You might never get the apology. Even if you're owed it, you might never get it. You, you know, we kind of have to be okay with that. Um, but you know, when it comes to the kids, there's a war on for these kids. Nancy Pelosi oh, yeah. said it herself. She's like, we got to get them when they're young. Like yeah. right out of the hag's mouth. She's like, we <laughs> are clamoring to control the minds and bodies of these children. So I'm like, as a mother of three over here, I'm like, bring it. Give me a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we have to find effective ways to combat what they're trying to program this incredibly important generation of children that comes okay. after us, you know? Yeah. And, and Barry Littleton just, just posted that video we were talking about earlier uh, just today about how the video games are being used to program our children and to distract them. Cause all these kids are star seeds. Now they're born with these amazing gifts, these psychic abilities. They're essentially contactees, but when they're, there's something in the programming of these games that makes the kid addicted and that's all they can think about. And that's all they want to go back. So when that happens to them, they're no longer able to experience these gifts and these contacts uh, experiences like they should. And it just turns into a crazy, scary dream for them instead of what it should be. It's, it's really complicated, I know, but uh, it, it's, it's really not. It's yeah. actually quite simple. And the video that I was talking about earlier from Amazing Polly, Jeffrey Epstein and Mad Scientists, Jeffrey Epstein has put a lot of money and in, has taken a lot of interest, a particularly large interest in the creation of these emotionally engaging video games. So when you play a video game, I'm not a video game person, never have been. Um, but I imagine that there are video games that have an incredibly striking emotional effect. That is what they want. That is what they are trying to garner from the children. And in so many cases, adults, they are trying to create uh, a, um, an inherent, uh, an integral connectivity between the user and the, the program. They're quite literally creating an interface that they're going to establish this connection and hold that connection for good. So there's probably something going on with the actual eyeballs and the game itself. And, and it's changing genetically. It could be changing the composition of, of that person's, the, the, that person's eyes and how they, how they perceive reality. The virtual reality is an incredibly severe problem. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. This, well, that's the thing. Video games aren't what they used to be. No. It's, it's, it is, there, it is the virtual reality games are actually pretty scary, and when you yeah, hear they have Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic. Who's the? Um... Zelda, Zelda's pretty awesome though. Zelda. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, Sonic. All those Sonic. old ones. Oh, yeah. those, it, that was different. Like, uh, like that was just a side-scrolling game. You didn't get emotionally invested. I mean, maybe you yelled at the screen when you died, but. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go on, go off on a whole video game thing here, but. I don't know. Uh, it's relevant. It's very relevant. It's another means of control. And as another thing, too, is as we move into 
the Space Force. And as this becomes more of a thing, which by the way, I researched it because I would love to be in the Space Force. They're only recruiting internally, which tells me that you can't just get out of high school and enlist in the Space Force. They have been training the, mm -hmm. these people, these soldiers, cadets, recruits, candidates. Candidates is probably the best word. For years, this has been in the making. For years, this has been operational. They've been planning for this introduction into the collective consciousness. And it is all about interplanetary border control and customs to control human trafficking and the smuggling of commodities. Well, they have no reason to. Uh, recruit somebody out of high school because there's not an agenda. The, the wars aren't, you, you know, they were, they wanted those kids out of high school before, you know, to, it was all part of the plan. So it's different now. You don't need those kids to go and join the military. They have better purpose. Like Starship Troopers. I would honestly, I would join. I would love it. Well, <laughs> I actually, that was my first thought when I heard about the Space Force. Like I, I, I'm, I'm all in. I want to be part of it, you know. What would you do, mobile infantry, fleet, or intel? Uh, man. I, <laughs> mobile infantry, come on. <laughs> as long as I'm up on a ship somewhere, I'll be Yeah, yeah. as long as I'm on a ship. I'll be in a ship. They'll drop you down, though, when it's time. You'll be in a ship for a little while. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, but I definitely... Uh, <laughs> Can I be a Jedi? Can I be trained to be a Jedi? Yeah. Sure. I like, mean, the force is real, so... You I get a lightsaber? Yeah, I'm down. Let's do this. That's awesome. Uh, man, <laughs> the lightsaber. Uh, so, did you guys see? Did you guys see the uh, that uh, that Buddhist robot that's being portrayed as a god? Ew. Did you see that? I it, did. It's a uh, man. It's it's, it's like it's it's essentially a church with a instead of a priest, it's a robot. And it's programmed to be like some deity or something, and there's like, yeah, it's it's insane. Well, they programmed it to read aloud um, certain scriptures, for lack of a better term, from their sacred texts, and I imagine they programmed it as well to have a kind of personality about it. But everything all across the board, it actually it 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 could serve to be an illuminating event, a very illuminating turn of events where we're like, oh, so many people across the world revered Buddhism as being some kind of a master religion, a master lifestyle, okay? Now I'm thinking, I don't know if Buddhism is the thing because these, you know, these Buddhist monks have been absolutely taken, like absolutely taken for a ride. That is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. Pardon my language, but hmm. you know, so it does. And the Dalai Lama himself, the head, you know, the, yeah. the head guy, he's being implicated in this Nixium sex cult scandal. So all of it is going to trash. All of the world, major world religions, Buddhism included, I'm not impressed with it. I don't care for it. I think what we're looking at here essentially is a resurgence of the old, old ways of life. So the gods and the goddesses, nature worship, being at one with the sun, the sky, the stars, the moon, the oceans, the mountains, the deities that exist, the spirities that exist 
within the natural world are clamoring to assist us. I really feel that. That's really how I feel. That's, Maybe it's wrong, but that's how I feel. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. We're gonna take that excerpt. Really we're gonna that. take that excerpt and make or that that clip and make it a, a preview for your channel. Oh. Hey. Yeah. yeah. People tell me to get to make an intro or a preview or an intro, and I'm like, I I have n I don't even know how to edit a video. I just I hit record and then I end record and then I post it. <laughs> It, it yeah. doesn't have to be fancy. If the inf information yeah. is gold, the, it doesn't have to be fancy. You know, that's why we're in our bedrooms, offices, whatever. I know. almost like it better, like, the more raw it is, because then you just focus on the information and you don't have all these other distractions, right? Yes. And, and then, you know, and then, you know, it's like, if people resonate with it and you get popular, you know, it's because the information was good and, and, the content was good not just oh we have a bunch of flashy stuff in right. entertainment yeah we like you for you yeah mm -hmm. so edge of wonder is awesome and they they have really good production yeah they do they have great production love yeah. the edge of glory guys edge of glory edge of wonder <laughs> i called them edge of glory so many times i remember oh, you said that's that. amazing hey it's good it's good i'm stop calling them that you know, because like you know, when you repeat something, something so many times, it becomes reality. So I was like, "Oh my God, are they Edge of Wonder or Edge of Glory? What have I done?" <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, hey, it still holds the same meaning, I guess. Edge Magic. of Glory. Yeah. Edge of Glory is way more epic. They should, they yeah. should change it to that. Yeah, Edge of Glory. <laughs> I mean, it's they, they they are both really great guys. Love Ben and Rob. Oh, yeah. Magical. Absolutely. Magical magical boys. The magical wonder boys. <laughs> the magical one. Uh, so speaking of channels, I, I noticed that you recently started up what you uh, called the Witch Force series, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, and so are you involved in any paganism or, or anything like that? Uh, would you mind going into some of that? Yeah, sure. So I practice, okay, so I do consider myself a pagan, but if the, you want to look up the definition of a pagan, anybody who does not practice an Abrahamic faith or does not subscribe to any major religion or dogma is technically known as a pagan. So most people that you know are pagans, um, although they wouldn't call themselves that. Um, but I practice, I do, I have a very personal, very deep, um, fundamental relationship with my spirit team. My spirit team and the gods and goddesses that I work with are one and the same. Okay, so I've gotten this wonderful opportunity. It's, it, it's not so much an opportunity because everybody has the same opportunities to experience this kind of reality. But it was a realization that I didn't have to worship. I didn't have to get on my hands and knees and beg some higher power to love me, to accept me, and to heal me or forgive me for any sins that I may have committed in this lifetime or lifetimes previous. I mean, we can't catch a break. Like, I have to cry forever and give my shame to some daddy in the sky because I, I made mistakes. You know, I'm, that's, not, that's not real life. That is fear-based mind control, and I don't agree with it. I don't subscribe to it. It is keeping people in slavery. It's, it's completely um, fear-based. 
that's that's a big thing I woke up to. I'm like, this is completely based on fear. Like that's the whole foundation of it. 100%. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, there's no way that's the truth. The truth is not based on fear. I I, I don't believe that. Um, Or anything good, you know, like, so yeah, that was a big one for me. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar, but it is incredibly powerful. And the powers uh, that were uh, fully realize how, you know, they, they learned the human psyche inside and out. They know how we work in groups. They know how individually, they know what we need, what we want, what we crave. And fear is a powerful foundation on which to build your empire. Um, so my uh, series on my channel, the Witch Force series, I, I collaborate with my good friend, Michelle Root. Uh, she is also a practicing witch. Um, I can't speak for her. I can only speak for myself. I am a solitary practitioner. I do not work with any kind of coven or sisterhood or anything to that effect. I don't do group magic. Um, I don't hurl hexes and spells at people willy-nilly. It doesn't work like that. We're actually having a lot of fun dispelling some of the stereotypes, some of the typical stereotypes of what it means to be a witch. Men are witches too. You guys don't might not realize it and it's totally okay if you don't ever want to label yourself as that, if you're not one for labels. Um, you know, what, what give you're me doing, a hat. I'll put it on right now. Right? <laughs> give me a hat. I'll wear it. <laughs> but ultimately what it is, is what we're trying to wake people up to, to do is to utilize this birthright, which is the existence of this witch force, this cosmic magic that exists inside of your lungs, in your heart, in your eyes, in your skin, in your blood. You are part of the natural world and the natural world in its essence is magic. And so we, we go through the elements, we go through you know um, various kinds of elemental magic, uh, lots of theory. We're currently breaking down the seven hermetic principles. And that's been a lot of fun. We're actually recording our third episode tomorrow, but it will be the second principle, uh, which is the principle of correspondence, which is a favorite. People know this one very well. It's as above, so below, as within, so without. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. The ladies really love this particular series with me and Michelle. It's been a real big hit with women on my channel. I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. And that is really what I wanted, wanted to do. I wanted to speak to women um, in particular, you know, yeah. no offense, guys. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's incredible. I, I um, my girlfriend actually got really excited when she saw that you posted the first episode. So, uh, it, so you're, it's already doing its job, you know? Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely cool. I tuned in and checked it out for a little bit, and it was uh, I love I love it, and, and I think the whole pagan thing. Like I've talked about this before, the documentary, the Burning Times. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Uh, oh my God! It's a, I'd be surprised if it's even available still. But it talks about you know how pagans. It was a beautiful thing. They were for they were. It was like a spiritual awakening happening to the planet and so that you know the idea for the uh the hat was actually they wore uh 
a, a, some type of a triangle, some, something on their head, basically the harness to tap into the con higher consciousness. That's what that, and then it was just turned into the witch's hat, but it was really, really never actually a hat. But the Catholic Church is the one who shut them down because obviously we know who's behind the Catholic Church. So yeah. there was essentially an awakening happening and this and the pagans were the movement. Yeah. And this this documentary talks about how this actually was a beautiful thing and it just got turned into propaganda and they were all killed off because organized. Yeah. They they the agenda very upsetting and in the most brutal and torturous of ways um because the roman catholic church it's been essentially it's been a kind of jealousy because here's the thing is the roman roman catholicism stems from paganism yeah it's, i was gonna it, say that actually it comes from that so it's it is an enormous amount of jealousy they are jealous of the genuine connection that some people have or feel with the gods of their motherland. So a lot of the pantheons, they have interesting correlations. So the Egyptian pantheon, the Norse pantheon, the Celtic pantheon, uh, the Hindu pantheon, a lot of these archetypes, you're going to see a lot of similarities across all of them. But essentially, it, I mean, it's case by case, but there were a lot, there was a lot of activity on the surface back in the day, okay? And and this really is, it was like one big reality show and the gods and goddesses were people. They were people, you know? They, they were um, forces of nature, they were different. And, and I work with them, I love working with them. I've taken it as a personal challenge to reclaim some of their names from the clutches of the deep state because a lot of these factions are very interested in corrupting, siphoning, and using, desecrating the names of some of these gods and goddesses, Isis being a great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The name Isis, you, the average person thinks, oh God, terrorism. I mean, what a tragedy is that? Unbelievable. This is destroying all those ancient ruins. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a nightmare. It was sickening. It was disturbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but it's definitely, Aaron, take over, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take over and save the day. Um, um, no. Yeah, well, that's, well, so, you know, we, we talked about like the, Ro the Roman Catholic Church yeah. uh, stemming out of paganism, and they basically, they basically, Paganism was was this movement going on, like we were talking about, and there they knew they had to shut it down because, I mean, that's what the cabal, you know, that's that's essentially what the Roman Catholic Church was was the cabal back then, mm -hmm. and um, that's you know the Roman Empire, you know, uh, that any movement that was gaining steam that was a threat to them, they had to shut down, and the best way they did that was by bringing that into themselves right so they adopted all these pagan rituals and all these pagan uh, things and then they're like oh this is christian now and that's why like easter and that's the christmas and all this it's all pagan stuff but they're like oh this is christian now and uh, they have and then, absolutely zero creative ability they have yeah. zero originality and they are yeah. jealous of 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 the folks that are of and from and for 
the natural world, the natural land, and their genuine connection to the divine intelligence and these spirits of nature, which I believe are fully operational um, on the inner earth, on the inner earth realms. And I think there came a time in earth's history when Akhenaten, okay, so the monotheism took over, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that this was a kind of ancient artificial intelligence that came over and managed to find a way to encapsulate and or corrupt or destroy the, uh, the many, the many gods. So polytheism was lost. The old religions of nature, uh, or ways of life rather, not religions, were lost. Um, to this this ancient AI that came in and stomped everybody around and said, I am the way, I am the one. Um, so it's just total crap. It's absolute crap. It's a travesty. Um, and so I, I've always had a, a very strong distaste for Catholicism, Christianity, unfortunately. People think that that makes me like the Antichrist. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> It's not, I have no problem with Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I love Jesus Christ. I do. I see his power. I feel his power. He has healed people. He is a healer. He is a way shower. He is a teacher. But the Christi Christianity. Jesus was not a Christian. <laughs> was, was he a Jew? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was, he was, he was powerful. And, and I, and I know this because at one point was, in my life, I had an entity attached to me. I, I wasn't aware of at the time. I, I used to be an atheist. And I had... Uh, wow, big turnaround. <laughs> and, and actually, I, I didn't realize this is before my awakening. I would actually get triggered when I heard the word Jesus or somebody started talking about it. I would become angry. And actually angry. Like... And I didn't understand why. I never thought about. I didn't understand anything back then, so I just thought I was an atheist, an atheist, and I didn't believe in it. So it just wasn't vibing with me. But I, until I had this entity removed, and I started understanding, you know, the bigger picture. But why? Whatever was there, obviously, was threatened by this, by by Jesus. So that's why I was having that reaction. So there's there's something there exactly, but at the same time, like you said, it's not what it's not what we're it's not what the propaganda makes it to be. Right, absolutely. It's a system that was built around Jesus, but it's not. It was not his message at all of what of what it got turned into. It got it got this control system built around it, and then it's like. Oh, this is Jesus's message, and it's and it's a complete lie. And really, all you have to do is research the Bible itself, and you can figure that out. Um, mm -hmm. And and especially researching history and 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 the Roman Catholic Church, and <laughs> you know, you. Well, I'm really you'll... glad that you both have crossed over um, to the beautiful world of, of the great awakening. You're no longer an atheist. You're no longer a Christian. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. We should all just, you know, the gods and goddesses are a lot of fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they really are. Um, because they remind us of our primordial strength, our ability to love, to protect, to fight, to be, you know, it, it's not so much about you're dirty and you should be ashamed. You need well, you're to giving your power away when you're stuck in that. When you're right. stuck in that system it's all about worshiping god outside of you and you're not 
um, you're disconnected from God and you're worshiping, you're giving your energy away to an outside entity. And it's, and it's limited. It's limited. It only allows you to go so far. Yeah. yeah, And it keeps you in fear because, and it keeps you, yeah, you're, you're a sinner. You're this worthless thing that you're only, your only worth comes from this outside being that you need to worship. It's like all backwards. It's all reversed of the truth. And uh, you'll never come into your own power in that system. I'm sorry. If you're stuck in that belief system, you'll never, ever come into your own power. So. Don't you know that Jesus is the way? Don't you know that yeah. Jesus is the way? Deep, deep uh, I used to say that. I used oh. to believe that. <laughs> so I want to I want to bring up this theory. I just 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 was brought to my attention the other day. So uh, it's changing subjects a little bit. Um, you know how Corey Good talked about the planet being under quarantine for such a long time, so the reptilians couldn't leave. Essentially, uh, so uh, what I've found out was that they they put him in quarantine because they didn't want him doing they were already doing this to other planets in the past so the reason that they they did this was to keep him here so they couldn't keep screwing up you know the universe essentially uh but by doing that by by putting them in quarantine here this so they're multi-dimensional beings it it, it forced them to be dimensional beings third dimensional live in a third dimensional world and they couldn't get their 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 source of energy anymore, uh, so they were forced to you know make the make do with what they had, and that's why they started harvesting our energy from our and and that's why the programming started because we essentially trapped them here to keep them from doing damage elsewhere, but by the same time we trapped them here, they trapped us here. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting thing. They're feeding theory. off us now, yeah. Yeah, and so they just, and they've actually became very comfortable with that, and that's how we ended up where we are today. So essentially, you know, we kind of we kind of uh, pulled the carpet out from under us. You know, we did it ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just a theory, but it's definitely something worth thinking about. Definitely interesting. I don't... I've heard uh, variations um, of that of that theory. One thing that does when when you talk about it, one of the first things I think of is that there was a time um, in Earth's history where the high priests and high priestesses, most notably of a civilization such as Atlantis, I, I really want to say Atlantis. Yeah. Um, some of the substances that are now incredibly sought after by the global elite, such as the adrenochrome, the plasma of, of young people, um, the cerebral spinal fluid, which they now have to harvest in a very cruel There was a time, because listen, this is as sick as it gets, but apparently, apparently um, for some beings, I don't, humans, I think if we were to consume any of those things, we would get sick. But for some of these beings, it has healing effects. It has rejuvenating effects, healing effects, keeps them alive. There was a time, however, when these substances could be synthesized and they didn't actually have to prey on the human race to get 
we were actually able at one point to live together quite harmoniously. But because Atlantis fell, that's the, the technology to synthesize such substances was lost. We then kind of got kicked back into a cycle of harvesting, torture, manipulation, all of that sort of thing. So again, that is just another theory, but it made me think of the series known as True Blood, where the vampires and the humans, the vampires have always been there, um, but they, they then come out, they're like, here we are, we've been here the whole time, we need your blood, but we'd like to live harmoniously, so we're gonna synthesize blood, we're gonna do the true blood, so we can all live together as a big happy family. Um, so that, that's, I don't know, that's another theory. It's hard to prove, but. Sure, well, but there's, I think there's some truth to a lot of these theories. Mm -hmm. This information isn't just coming out of thin air. I mean, essentially it is if, if, you're, can, if you're getting it through a channeling or something like that. Right. But uh, I, think, I think there's some value to a lot of it. And it just helping to paint the picture. It just at least, if at the very least, gives you an understanding of what might have possibly happened. Mm -hmm. so. Sure, it's data, data points. I love data. We got to just take it, filter it, filter it. If it doesn't resonate, let it fly. If it does, apply it. You know, help it to you know allow you to navigate properly, to discern properly. But one thing, I, and kind of in closing here. I really want people to understand that it is absolutely okay and it is profoundly healing and, and very beneficial to your advancement to admit that you were possibly wrong about something, anything, okay? So, you know, moving forward on a grand scale, we're going to see people that were standing up on their soapboxes, on their platforms, preaching some kind of a system for the past 20, 30, 40 years they are going to be humbled. Some of them do have no choice. <laughs> Some of them have absolutely no choice and they will go down um, hard. And others will be able to admit, you know, I'm, I was wrong about this, help me to understand and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I had to do it, Aaron had to do it. I had to admit that, you know, the whole theory of evolution wasn't what I thought it was. You know, I, I preached it to other people for years, you know, I was like, no, you're an idiot. This is how you get yourself. You know, I just couldn't see. <laughs> I, it's I, like looking at a unicorn right now because I feel like I've argued with that exact person before, and it's like talking to a brick wall. It's yeah, that was me. Cult. Yeah, science is a cult. It is absolutely a cult. Oh it yeah, religion. It is brainwashing, and it is so so challenging to break that. So I just I acknowledge you. I acknowledge both of you. Because I mean, ta that's I mean that's that's wild. So it is like looking at two unicorns right now. It's like, <laughs> wow, it can be done. They do uh, exist. Yeah. They do exist. Oh, that's funny. Well, let's yeah. end on that note. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So if you didn't know, Aaron and I are both unicorns. <laughs> yeah. In disguise this whole time. Yeah, we're unicorns. <laughs> um, no, anyway, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, yes. Definitely got in some interesting so stuff here. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. You guys are very gracious hosts. This, this was a lot of fun. See, I didn't need to pull a card. I knew it was going to be just fine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
definitely, uh, you want to let people know where they can uh, find you for readings, your channel, all that stuff? For sure. So please uh, go ahead and subscribe to my channel. It's just entitled Jenny Constantine. And if you would like to get a reading from me, I do same day and extended readings uh, at JennyMoonstone.com. I've recently updated the site. It's very user-friendly and uh, it's probably the easiest, fastest way to contact me. So thank you guys for that. Thanks for giving me uh, a place to share my thoughts and um, you guys are great. Thank you so much. Oh, definitely. And do you have anything uh, in the future you're working on? Anything coming up that you want? Oh, lots. Oh, gosh. Um, there, oh, God, there's so much. I have so <laughs> many projects. There are so many things. Ever since ESETI, it really has felt like the floodgates have just opened. And Agreed. I, I nice. right? Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah. 100%. It was like, yeah. It was like an activation. Yeah. For sure, yeah. So yeah, totally. Lots of things in the works, lots of projects, lots of collaborations. I don't really like to share too much about what I'm doing before I do it. Um, I, I, I tend, I still do that though. I still talk about it, but I'm trying to be good and not like overshare first and just kind of, you know, produce content and then let it speak for itself. But lots of great things. Um, the, the channel is expanding. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited to be a part of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. The shift is occurring and we're like, I love the fact that we can, I can comfortably say that we're like at the front lines of this, yeah. of yeah. this whole movement. And, and really, it really, that's what it is. I mean, there's not a lot of people, there is a lot, but there isn't like there's hundreds and hundreds of people. We all see each other at conferences and we have gatherings and this and that. Uh, but the majority of people aren't involved in this yet. So it, it's, it's exciting to be in the front lines of this movement. Definitely. We're going to have some great stories for the grandbabies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> we could tell them about how earthquakes were destroying underground bases and you weaponize and you could turn it into this grand, uh, grand tale. Trump. QAnon. QAnon, getting bragging about getting on the FBI watch list. <laughs> you haven't lived. You don't even know what living is until you've gotten yourself on an FBI watch list, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely look forward to what you have coming up in the future. And make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. We're also available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, and then obviously the YouTube channel, which in YouTube is the only place you can find the video podcast. So if you feel so inclined, click subscribe. And uh, check out Jenny's channel and subscribe to hers as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, I guess uh, good night, and we love you all. Good night.